Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast, where we teach you to take your solar business to the next level. My name is Taylor Armstrong, and I went from $50 in my bank account and struggling for groceries to closing 150 deals in a year and cracking the code on why sales reps fail. I teach you how to avoid the mistakes I made and bring in the top solar dogs of the industry to let you in on the secrets of generating more leads, following up like a pro, and closing more deals. What is a solarpreneur, you might ask? A solarpreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. What's up, solarpreneurs? We are back. We are live from Door to Door Fest here in Dallas, Texas, and I'm stoked today because not too often do we get to do a live interview like this, and we have got the man, the myth, the legend, River Skinner on today. So River, thanks for coming on the show. Excited to have you. I'm excited too. I'm excited that we do get to do it live because I think you missed kind of like a, yeah. an element over Zoom. Yeah, yeah, I know. I love it. It's cool. I've never done one from a hotel room, so nice. Yeah, you don't, some you stuff don't get off, the but... nice view of unmade beds, you know, every <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dirty clothes are sitting right behind, uh, you know, the mic, <laughs> the camera here. So don't mind that. So hopefully, you don't get any uh, sweaty smells here. Did a few workouts, so. Just my smutty clothes. That's me, River. But I can handle it for forty-five minutes. We're golden. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. So, River, we just heard you speak here at Door to Door Fest, and you gave an awesome talk on recruiting. We'll dive into that. Yeah. And you're here in Texas, so we want to hear all those things our listeners want to know. But yeah, do you want to kind of share maybe how you got into solar and your story with that? Yeah, I um, I, I've always been into sales. I grew up, you know, eight years old. My dad, well, actually, you know, my dad, my whole life owned produce stands, and he's paying me three dollars an hour to work at the produce stands. And he ended up telling me, he's like, "Hey, listen, I can pay you three bucks an hour, or if you sell watermelons for me, I'll pay you fifty cents a watermelon." I'm like, "Sweet!" So every person that came through the door, I, or I came through the door, but came into the sh- into the produce stand, I'd sell them watermelons, make fifty cents a pop, and I was making more off my commission than I was on my hourly pay. I'm like, this is awesome. So anyway, so I got recruited into door-to-door from one of my dad's other employees named Aaron. Aaron invited me to go sell satellite with him, and I went and sold satellite with him um, that summer, the summer I graduated. Um, that following year, you know, two years later, uh, one of my good friends um, just was like, dude, why are you not selling solar yet? I'm like, I don't know. Um, so I started recruiting. I got recruited in Utah to sell solar. Sold solar for a month. I sold eight deals my first month. Wow. And um, back then, I, that was like 10 grand or something. And I was like ecstatic. Wow. I was yeah, like, oh my awesome. gosh, I just made 10 grand in a month. Yeah. Um, I wasn't making good money previously um, in door to door. So, like, for me, that was like awesome. And I just fell in love with the product. Wow. That's awesome. I know it's, especially in Utah, it's a, I got out of Utah because I was scared of selling all the, you know, Mormons and stuff out there. Yeah, they're scary. Just kidding. <laughs> they're intimidating. Yeah, but you know, lower rates. So I'm in California. But yeah, have you been with selling in Utah? Do you feel like? And I know now you're in Texas. What what do you feel like the differences are between the markets? Do you feel like it's pretty similar to having experience both markets? Um. I think Texas is unique in the sense that you know it's deregulated, and, and, and a lot of the utilities they're deregulated. Some of them are co-ops where it's just one utility, mm-hmm. so it's really different in the sense like you don't know like hey you're not with SDG&E, you're not with Rocky Mountain Power. You could be with one of a thousand different power companies, and so they could be paying 
8 cents a kilowatt hour to 22 cents a kilowatt hour and you have no idea until you collect their power bill. Mm. Yeah. And so that's something that's really unique to Texas is that you're kind of like Easter egg hunting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, it may be a super sexy prop or it may not be, um, you know, comparative to Utah. But, you know, Utah, I think I think is great. I, I grew, I started selling in Utah. I sold in Boise where rates are even cheaper than Utah. Hmm. And so I've never been to a market like California where, you know, you're showing people these crazy savings. I've just never, I don't even know what that's like. Yeah. And so Texas. Well, you're invited anytime, my friend. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so Texas is, you know, if they have a, a large bill, great. If they're not paying anything, that's fine too. Yeah. I'm used to some people with low rates. Um, but if they have a higher rate, then great. Yeah. So. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But yeah, what I really wanted to hear is, so River, you, um, you won the, the boot camp they were doing the knockstar boot camp right you were yeah. the winner for your group yeah and so for our solarpreneurs that don't know um knockstar if you guys haven't checked them out they do great trainings we're at the conference right now yeah and they have a boot camp that they do um i think three four times a year something like that and then they have a tournament that goes on and they do just kind of head to head they put you in teams and they pick a winner that sells the most during the uh, six-week competition mm -hmm. So River, he won his competition. How many deals did you do in that in those six weeks, River? Honestly, it wasn't like that crazy amount. Yeah. I think it was like thirteen or fourteen deals yeah. that amount yeah. uh, of time. But um, during Great. that, I sold all of you know out of those fourteen or whatever. Nine of them were in one day. Yeah, that's um, crazy. And so that was cool. I just didn't work as hard as I could. <laughs> You saved all your your work for that weekend. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I think awesome. like 13, 14 deals. It was kind of in this time period where the net metering just changed yeah. in Utah, and I was like, ah, I don't, you know, I just kind of put my, I put my feet up, you know. Yeah. So. Well, that's incredible. Nine deals in a day, and I remember when that happens. That's actually when I first hit River up to do a podcast. Yeah. Because everyone was posting about it. Um, you know, super crazy number nine deals in a day. Yeah, uh, my record was four in a day, so I'm like, wow, this kid did more than double what I yeah. did in a single day. Yeah, he's got to be on some sort of sales steroids or something like that. No, it's nothing to do with skill. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to do with skill. The, the, but, I I was thinking in my brain the way I think. I'm like, what I see people doing when people do something amazing, mm -hmm. it gets people really attracted to them, right? And it's really good for recruiting because you establish yourself as an expert. So I started asking myself, what could I do? that when people would start giving me more credibility, That's so awesome. people would trust me to come and work with me. Um, it, was for, it was for recruiting, and I was like, I could do, you know, try to do 50 deals in a month, I could try to do this or that, and honestly, I, I messaged Sam Taggart, and I was like, mm -hmm. hey, what's the record for like, the most in a day, and he's like, seven. I'm like, sweet, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna do double digit solar one day, no one's ever done it, and I, I know someone has, we'll get into it. Yeah. But um, I was like, sweet, he said seven, I'm gonna do 10, and that's my goal. And so I started realizing, like, cool, how am I going to do this? And so I started asking myself that question. Um, and so I'm like, easy. I'm just going to set up one Saturday just as much as I can. And so I started just asking people, like, hey, would you mind doing a 7 a.m. appointment? And in my mind prior to that, I would never have asked that. Uh, hmm. I'm like, cool, 7 a.m., boom, 7, 10, 11. So I had, an, or I had an appointment every hour on the hour from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Wow. And that's the real trick to solar, in my opinion. Yeah. Closing solar is easy, right? As long as you follow the process, you connect with the homeowner, they trust you, uh, you answer questions, you know how to, how to um, rebuttal to, to the basic objections, what if I move, what happens to my roof, et cetera. 
it really all just comes down to opportunities, right? So the real challenge of closing 10 to nine deals in a day wasn't the closing part. It was getting in front of the homeowners. Yeah. And if you get enough in front of enough homeowners, then you, then you'll close, you'll close a high volume. That, that wow. in my opinion is the real, the real trick to solar is just getting in front of homeowners that are interested in the product. And so that's what, that's what I went out and did. You know, it was really crazy for me. I closed like, it was like seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, no seven no showed closed my eight eight a.m. closed my nine a.m. closed my ten ten a.m. closed my like eleven a.m. and I and I started back I wasn't keeping up with the appointments so I started picking and choosing which appointments oh, were the yeah, best yeah um anyway so I had like seven by like two two p.m. Wow. and then I got caught up with a few customers but long story short I was at eight and um, I had one other opportunity left and I went to her house. She wasn't there, and so I called her, and she was like, hey, she texted me, she's like, hey, I'm at a party. I'm like, how long is the party? She's like, I'll be back at midnight. I'm like, cool, I'll be at your house at midnight. She's like, perfect. So I went to my last appointment at oh midnight, ended up talking to her and her husband, and closed the last one oh in, uh, at, at 1 a.m. is when we finished up documents. Oh Five of the nine got installed. I've heard some people talking crap, like all of them canceled. <laughs> Only four four out of the nine, so yeah, a lot of them did crazy. cancel. Yeah. But you know, for me, I, I went back and, you know, for me, I just realized like, wow, you can really do a lot in one day if you put your mind to it. Yeah. I later found out there's people that close, you know, 17, 18, and that, that boggles my mind because literally yeah. there's no more time in a day, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. It was yeah. really cool. That's incredible. And no, it's it's kind of like you hear the guy who broke the four-minute mile or whatever. Everyone yeah. thinks these things can't be done, but then when you hear someone do it, yeah. it's like... Yeah, like all right, it is possible, and someone's gonna go and do the next thing. Right. So I'm sure you got a lot of people gunning for you. And yeah, I've heard people, you know, closing more. We got uh, Ashton Buzzwell. Yeah. I don't know if you heard of him, but yeah, listen he, to his podcast. Yeah, yeah. He he closed. I guess I think it was 22. I think 22. he 22. Yeah. So we claim no, it's probably true, but yeah, he had everyone lined up. I guess just like document. Obviously, you can't be in that many appointments in a day. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's, I think you just set up something similar where it's like, okay, everyone signed the documents, you know, at twelve o'clock on a Saturday. Right. So, right. So yeah, but still, it's like crazy the amount of preparation it takes for that and yes. commitments. Yes. And seven a.m. till one a.m. Yes. Pretty and, exhausting. Huh? And the thing that I realized from that, and the thing that I actually got a lot from Knockstar was. You can you you can get a lot more deals than you think, and you can get a lot more than you think by asking certain questions. I think we stop. I think I stop coming up with solutions a lot of times when yeah. I'm not committed enough to getting the result. So, like my first customer, um, the uh, what was the last name? The Bradfords. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bradfords. They messaged me and said, "Hey, don't come over. We're not interested." Yeah. Well, I already talked to them and I said, "Hey, I want coffee for my eight. It was at eight a.m." And I was like, hey, you want to come back? I want some coffee. So I have some coffee ready for me. And she texted me and said, hey, I'm not interested anymore. I said, okay, that's fine, but I still want my coffee. And um, she's like, oh, I'm not ready. I'm like, well, I'm at your door. And I was just texting her. And then she came and opened up the door, and then I got into the home and closed it. Whereas prior, I would have just been like, whatever, canceled the appointment, yeah. just wrote it up as not closed. Yeah. Same thing with um, another appointment that one at, you know, I was supposed to be there at 10 p.m. I went there. She wasn't there. I asked to come back at midnight. People will do a lot more than you think if you just ask. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times we give up too early and closes. Although this wasn't a great story, I would have had 10. <laughs> but I sat in this guy's home for three hours. I, I literally tried 
probably 20 different clothes on this guy. Okay. And he never told me no. He uh, just was like, he just kept on saying, I don't know, you know, that sort of language. So I just kept on going and going and going yeah, and going. Keep going. And, um, you know, but I didn't end up closing him. But what I did learn was like you can get a lot more people than you think you can if you just continue yeah. to go and continue to move forward instead of just being like, oh, there's an objection. Okay, no worries. And then you head out. Yeah. I think that's what I do sometimes. I give up too early. I think some people give up too early as well. When yeah. really, when they meet resistance, it's an opportunity to move forward. Yeah. And I love that you like set it up all on a day too. I'm sure just having it all set up, you already decided, okay, I'm going to hit the nine. And then I it's said like 10. Whatever, or, so I didn't hit it. 10. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, 10. Like, so I had a failed credit and I had that dude. Like, uh, I was like okay. pulling okay. my hair out frustrated. I'm like, uh, dude, just do it. I guess that was my last closes. I'm like, just do I'm it. like, let's just do it. Like, let's just do it anyway, close. And yeah. I raised my hand. Well, I don't know. I know you don't know, but let's do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I just was like, I don't know what else to say. Dang. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you're trying to break the record. So I imagine you probably had a few closes where it's like, look, I'm in a competition. Will you help me, like, close it? Did you pull out that one, too? Pull out the yeah, competition one? I, I did it as a pre-frame. I just said, hey, yeah. you know, I, I have a goal. Um, I've never done more than three in a day. Today, what we're going to do is we're helping 10 homeowners move forward today. Nice. In order to do that, um, I have some extra incentives for you guys to make it worthwhile to help you move forward today, um, to help you guys out, for you guys helping me out. So at the end of this, we're going to get everything moving forward. Does that sound fair enough to you? And it gave a logical reason, nice. although I really didn't offer them anything additional. Um, they In their mind, they're thinking, wow, I'm getting a better deal than I yeah. normally would have for X reason. Yeah. Because it's crazy. I've started using that. And I mean, obviously, we're not always in a competition. But yeah. if you bring that up with homeowners, say, look, we're trying to help as many people as possible. I'm going to win. You're not lying to them. But, you know, I'm trying to beat my record, trying to help this many homeowners have a personal goal. Yeah. It's like if you can get that emotion involved, then yeah, I'm sure you saw on that day. It really helps a lot. Yeah, it's it helps like a ton. You're more motivated than people see. That's it's like, oh, this kid's really trying to help a lot of people. Yeah. Trying to win the trip to Hawaii. I remember when I won my first like big competition. That was like every close. It's like, hey, will you help me win a trip trip to Hawaii? I'll send you a picture yeah. when I'm there. Will you please help me? And like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. People love when they're like on your side of the team. And right. Grant Cardone has that close. Like, come on, be my superstar. Yeah, you're yeah. lining up. You're going to be my superstar today. Yeah. All right, sign here. I love that. So, I love that. Yeah. But no, a ton of respect for what you d did. Obviously, you know, top top uh, 1%, top what probably point, you know, zero, zero, 0.001 that have done what you've done. So, well, thank you. Super impressive. Thank you. Um, and so, River, you gave an awesome kind of talk the other day here at Door to Door Fest about recruiting. Yeah. yeah. And I like what you're saying, how you did something big to kind of boost your recruiting so yeah. tell me about your results did you have uh i don't know an influx of recruits recruits come in after I, you did this big I, I can't tell you how many recruits i got but i can tell you i i literally my dms was like 60 people just wow. pe people people cheer like people are genuinely good yeah like i didn't break an industry record like i thought i did but people still were like wow that was impressive and they wanted to cheer, cheer me on people want to cheer you on too so when you yeah. do something like that people are like wow that's awesome and so I, I, I just connect with a lot of people and, you know, my, I, I kind of track how many people are looking at my stories. And that day, usually it's like seven, eight hundred people a day. Yeah. That day it was like 2,000 people, 2,000 people, every single story were just watching. Wow. And so that was really, really cool. But the, the thing that I believe about recruiting is it's not about 
um, it's not about saying the perfect thing. I used to think it was always about like, what's the perfect line to say? What's the perfect this or that? Really what I found with recruiting is it's more of a networking than poaching. Like people look at it as like, I'm gonna get this person, I'm gonna get this person. Instead, what I look at it as is like, how can I connect with that person? And how can I become their friend? How can I build a relationship with that person? And my goal isn't to recruit you. My goal is I have an, I have an abundance mindset. I think that's the best way to live. There's so many people out there that are want to come work for me. There's so many people out there that want to have solar on the roof from me. Um, so I don't need to get caught up on one person, one customer, whatever. Like they cancel if they don't go through. This recruit doesn't want to come on. No big deal. There's tons of other people that come on that want to come on. Yeah. Um, I just want to connect with those recruits and I want them to win. And so if at some point me becoming their friend means that they're open to coming working here, great. But either way, what I want to do is I want to establish myself as an authority and I want them to feel comfortable going for, to me for help and I can go out there to assist them. So I have four or five people I can think of right now that are messaging me through Facebook or Instagram that are out there selling pest control or different products or solar. Yeah. And they're like, hey, how would you overcome this? How would you do this? I'm struggling with this. And I just give them free advice and maybe we get to work together someday, but more I'm just trying to build my network yeah. and build myself as somebody that truly wants to give value because money follows value. And I know if I continue to push value out that eventually the money will return and the, re the, and the recruits will come because um, I'm building my, um, what's the word, reputation. Ho yeah. Hopefully a good reputation is what I like to think. So For sure. Yeah, no, I love that. And your, um, yeah, your talk the other day, you just talked about be the person that you would want to um, like have people look up to basically, I can't remember how you phrased it, but basically become that person yeah. that people would look at first before you try to recruit. Cause if you're not producing at a high level, if you're just, you know, if you're barely working yourself, then why would people want to come work with you? Right. So well, I think it's, that's, it's, it's like you, right? Like you, yeah. you sold a you just told me 150 deals in a year. Like that's insane. Okay. Um, so like, People will want to work with you because you, they know that you can lead them to where you've gotten, right? It's not some secret that you sold 150. You're amazing, but what you could do is you could teach somebody the same way to be amazing just the way that you are. Yeah. And so now you have credibility. And so what I believe is when the leader's ready, the recruits will come. So mm -hmm. now it's like, cool, the leader's now ready. Like You now know how to teach somebody to get where you're at because you've gone where they want to go. And so the first step is always developing yourself to be a person that other people want to follow. And then you'll start to see, you'll, you'll naturally start to find more opportunities to recruit yeah. when, you're, when you're a better leader. Yeah, I love that. So do you have like, was there a time when it like shifted for you, like in the beginning? I mean, I'm sure you won't, weren't always like this, but yeah, um, I mean, did you have a big shift where you started seeing tons more recruits come in or any? Like, I don't know, changes yeah, you made. And, and you may not like this because of your pod, your podcast, so for, forgive me, but um, I, I went to Thailand and um, I was, I was in 2016 mm -hmm. and I was kind of depressed. I kind of was like, I was thinking about getting out of sales, like maybe I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually took mushrooms for the first time and this is why you might not like it. But yeah, I don't care. Um, I but. took those and what that did was it gave me a perspective. Yeah, okay. And the perspective was I looked at myself and I, and I said, why do I, why do I look at myself in such a, a small way? Why mm -hmm. do I look at myself and, and think I'm not good? Why do I look at myself and think I, I'm sad? Why do I have this perspective, um, of the world and of myself? And when I, 
And I was like, that's really not serving me. And it really flipped my per perspective to be like, the only reason why I am insecure, the only reason why I am depressed or sad is because I'm choosing to look at life that way. And so when I got done with that experience, which I look at mushrooms as more of like a, a, a medicine than a drug. Dang when me. I got done with that medicine, I felt healed and I, my perspective switched. And that's when I, when I got home from Thailand, I moved to Boise, Idaho, which that, I, I believe that people have these, we're talking about at the panel, people have these growth spurts. Mm -hmm. And it's usually over a three month period. And that was when I truly, I came back to Boise and all of a sudden it was like, boom. I started getting recruits. I started selling more than I ever had. I started, the team started doing better than I ever had. Wow. And um, it was just crazy. And so that, uh, that's that awesome. was a big shift. <laughs> yeah. So moral of the podcast, do yourself a favor, get some shrooms in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you feel called to do it, do yeah. it. <laughs> it like makes you like see outside yourself and yeah, that, that was kind the of the effect that it, that it gives you. That was the experience that I had. But, but more than anything, it's not like you need something external to do that. Yeah. But more it was I got, I got, that was the way for me to start believing in myself. Yeah. And when I started believing in myself, that's when, when better things started to happen. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you almost had me convinced I need to try shrooms, but I'm sure <laughs> there's other ways. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, but no, that's awesome. And so, um, yeah, what are, as far as like recruits, how many people would you say you've like personally recruited or contributed to? Do you have a stat on that? I, I don't have stats. I, I'd say, you know, a couple hundred. Um, I'd say personally, um, you know, there's, I worked with some great people like Jess Regan. Um, yeah. He recruited a lot of people for our organization um, over the past year. We, you know, but my team that's recruited a lot of people is, is a lot of, you know, over the past year, probably 450 people have been recruited to our organization, but that's not just me. Um, that's just from our whole team's effort. But personally, like personal recruits over the past couple of years, couple hundred. Wow. Um, you know, some still work for me, some don't, um, but I've recruited a few people. Yeah, yeah, person or but, two. But that, that's what I love about recruiting is, I like I said, I don't care if you work for me or not. I just hope that in some way, in some way that if I did get to work with somebody that when they leave my organization or if, if we no longer work together that they can say I had a positive impact on them. Um, you know, there's people that I can think of that have gone off to do awesome things or are in great spots of life. And I like to think that hopefully I had some sort of positive impact on their life. And that's why I like to recruit is because I believe if they come work for me that they'll be put in a better position than they were before. Yeah. Um, if that's not true, then I don't want to recruit them. And um, that's why I love recruiting is because it's an opportunity to help change people's lives. Yeah. So it, you know, and, and I don't know exact stats on my recruiting. I have, I have no idea. It could be 150 people. It could be 300. But yeah, well, I, I have no idea. Yeah, tough to say. I mean, social media. You probably lots of people you've maybe brought in indirectly and stuff like that. Yeah, and I actually, you know, going, kind of going back to it. I, I don't think I'm the best recruiter. I do think I'm a great networker, though. Yeah. I do think I'm a great networker, but I don't think I'm the best recruiter. Um, but I do know that networking over time is what's going to pay off. It's more of a long-term thing than yeah. a short-term thing. Yeah. And I think the abundance mindset you have, that's one of the things that I yeah, admire the most about what you're saying is because there's so many reps. I'm sure you've been approached by people like, hey, bro, what's your red line? Yeah. How much are you making per deal? Uh, in fact, I was in an area just like a month ago, and 
this punk kid comes up. He's like, hey, what are you doing on my turf? He's like knocking. I'm like, I've been here for a couple of weeks, just, you know, getting some customers. And he's like, get the F out of here. You, you don't even, you make trash and like starts and thinking he's trying to like recruit me by like saying yeah. I'm like, dude, do you think that that's going to make me want to come work with you? Like, yeah. by, like attacking me and saying. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think with recruiting, you got to be, I mean, that's just a scarcity mindset, right? There's a yeah. limited amount of people in this neighborhood. Dude, how many times have you been through a neighborhood after another solar rep and you closed yeah. deals in that? neighborhood yeah, all the time yeah. I've been to neighborhoods where people have come behind me and they've closed deals that I couldn't have like there's always going to be more homeowners there's always going to be enough roofs but when it comes to recruiting timing is everything and you never know when the timing is right yeah. so if he would have approached you and said hey man how's it going for you good that's awesome I've been in here just barely got in here have you been in here for a while sweet if I'm stepping on your toes I can go find another turf yeah okay cool um you know, this is what I've noticed in this neighborhood. You might like some, some of this. Let me follow you on Instagram. You seem like a cool dude. Yeah. And then you start talking to each other and you start communicating for the next three or four months. Yeah. Let's say you're in a bad position with where you're at, which I'm not, I'm sure you're not, but yeah. maybe you are. And then he helped you out in some way. He was cool to you. You're way more likely to go to him to talk about the opportunity he may have offered sure. you than being like, you know. Yeah, being a dick. Yeah, being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Yeah, no, that's you, and you never know. It's like, like you said, maybe they have a pay issue. Maybe their company doesn't pay them like a year down the road. Yeah. Or something happened. Maybe their company goes out of business, and then who are they going to go to? They're going to go to the people who like cheered them on, who you know, right. hit them up on social media. Yeah. Which I know you're talking about too. Just you know, connecting with guys and networking, like you're saying. Yeah. Which has been huge for you, but yeah, um, I want to hear a little bit about like the social media. Uh, speaking of that, can you talk about just kind of what you're how you connect with people on social media and how you, um, I don't know, maybe strategies for guys who want to get better at the networking part on social media because I'm not good at that. So, Yeah, I think one, just being yeah. real and being vulnerable, right? Like sharing sharing your things that you're you're struggling with, right? Like you don't have to throw up on people, yeah. but just sharing your story, you know? Hey, I, 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 grew, I had depression growing up. You know, one thing for me, I grew up and I was on Zoloft. I was on antidepressants growing up. Um, you know, so I've struggled with that. I've struggled with, with being insecure. And when I share that part of me, there's other people out there that have dealt with the same thing and it makes me connect with them. Hmm. And so by actually sharing your story, and it doesn't always have to be sad. It can just be like it, documenting the journey. People will connect with you more um, and sharing the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And the next thing is spending time networking. And so what I do, what I do every day is I spend, actually let me rephrase that, I, I used to do it a lot more, I could be better at it. Mm-hmm. I do 100 touches on social media a day, meaning that I, I talk to or communicate with 100 people a day, whether that's just sliding up in their DMs and just congratulating them. If it's a quick response of like, I see someone sell a deal, I'll just slide, slide up and say, nice job, brother. Nice. Um, you know, if I see somebody that, you know, whatever, I, I'll just find a way to connect, just little comments, little comments, I'll just talk to them yeah. and um, just communicate with them. And then what I'll do is I'll just go find people that I'm interested in, in networking with and I'll follow them and I'll just start cheering them on, you know, over time, I'll just, hmm. you know, start to get to know them, start to ask them questions, maybe take a video of myself, send them a video of me telling them, you know, what I'm grateful for about them, what I see in them, what, what's powerful about them. Just spending time investing in other people, like just just constantly be outpouring love, gratitude, mm. appreciation, value, and give out all of that for free. 
give out all your tips and secrets if anybody wants to know you know anything I do that has got me to be you know somewhat I feel like successful at least I'm I, I feel like I'm in a decent position and I have a long ways to go I'm an open book and I want to give that to everybody because I believe the more I give out the law of uh, reciprocation is going to give me back that tenfold yeah and so you know that's kind of my goal with, with social is how can I just give more out to the marketplace hmm. yeah it's sweet yeah we just got had the uh Mr. Thank You, he spoke here at Door to Door Fests. Want to get him on too, but right yeah. stuff, you know, five thank you cards a day for a year. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to be that extreme, but I mean, you did kind of your version of that on social media, I think, or that's what you've been doing. Yeah, I mean, Thanks. It, one of my, what I call them DMOs, daily method of operations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I believe in routines. I believe in a morning routine very strongly, you know, work out every day, drink a gallon of water a day, yeah. read, read, read a book every day, um, meditate every day. Um, Gratitude journal every day, but one thing that I've been working on is sending three people a text message or a message every day of why I love them and why I'm grateful for oh, that's them. That's awesome. And um, it could be anybody. Like I messaged Will Smith the other day. Now, <laughs> Will Smith, is he, is he going to respond to me? Maybe not. Yeah. But if I send three texts a day, I got this from Jesse Itzler. If I send three text messages a day, nice. that's three hundred. That's almost a thousand a year over the next ten years. That's ten thousand messages. Wow. If I send ten thousand messages out over the next ten years, do you think that one one person like Will Smith would respond to me? Probably. Maybe right. Yeah. And I made a connection with somebody I normally wouldn't have. Or you message somebody. He, Jesse talks about that you do three things: you consult, you congratulate. Or what was the third one? You consult, base, or you consult, meaning if somebody has something that, um, or a compliment. That was the third one. Okay. So consult, like somebody lost somebody in their family, mm-hmm. something happened. You send them a message of, con- you know, c- consoling them. Hey, you know, I know you're going through a hard time. I just want to let you know I love you and I appreciate you, um, and I'm here for you if you need anything. You know, I, I'm thinking about you. Consoling, mm-hmm. complimenting. Hey, you know. I, I was thinking about you. One thing that I think you're really good at is I think, you know, specifically you, I think you're very, very sincere and you're very genuine. But more than that, you're a really good listener and you're very, very attentive, which I love that about you, right? So if you can make compliment somebody every day, that's awesome. Or you can congratulate somebody. Hey, I just saw that you um, closed 10 deals this week. Congratulations, man. That shows a lot about you. I just want to let you know I'm watching you and I'm seeing you and I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Or whatever, right? But console, congratulate, or compliment, and you do that three times to three people. You can just open up your phone, go to your contacts list, and just start scrolling through people until you feel someone that's on your heart. Boom, and then you can just record a video, type out a message, whatever. But it, it takes what five minutes a day. Yeah, it's seriously. super easy to do, super not easy not to do. But once again, I'm a networker, not a recruiter, and then boom. Yeah. Or go just go through your messages on Instagram or on your phone. Just scroll to the bottom. Who I haven't talked to in two years? Okay, boom. You nice. know, you still love them. You still you still like them. I just yeah. haven't talked to you in two years. So, boom. Hey, buddy. I know I haven't talked in a while. I know we're not super close friends, but I do want you to know I I'm thinking about you and nice. blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. Just making that's touches awesome. every day. I love that. No, that's awesome. And yeah, I think if every solar person did that, if every solarpreneur did that. Yeah, it'd be crazy. I mean, we'd be getting more deals for sure. Because, yeah. I mean, think of even just from a sales perspective, perspective, if you're doing that, I bet you get at least a few people a year being like, hey, what do you do, by the way? Yeah. Can you get me some solar panels? So, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a side effect. But even besides that, it's like you're not trying to recruit every person. 
but how many recruits have you gotten by doing stuff like that? Probably dozens. Same thing with sales. Um, Yeah, I think that's a huge key in anything we're doing, just having that mindset and not looking for the reward, but just doing it anyways. And then, you know, karma results are going to follow and have success. So, yeah, that's super cool you're doing that. Yeah, the, you, so you got trained by Parker Winder, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Parker, he had a conversation with me like four years ago, a long time ago, and he, yeah. he taught me something, you know, be highly intentional but lowly attached. Oh, nice. That always touched. Uh, did he teach you that? I think he did. Yeah, He's talking about my quadrant. So yeah. anyway, I, you know, I think that's how it is with life. Like, you know, just expect everything you want in your life. As long as you're putting in the work and you're being that person, it will come. You just don't know when. Yeah. But so I'm highly intentional but I'm lowly attached. Nice. And you don't that's know good. you don't know if that's going to be the customer that's going to buy. You don't care either way. You're not controlled if they choose to sit, choose to buy or choose not to buy. But you are highly intentional going into it. Yeah. And just live in a space of like you you trust God, you trust the universe, whatever you believe in that what you want will come eventually. Yeah. As long as you're doing the right things. Nice. Yeah, it's money. <laughs> Boom. So yeah, take note of that. Um, so money tip right there. Um, but I wanted to ask you too. Um, River, do you have like, when you're reaching out to people, something that's, um, is tough for me on the social media thing is just, I get distracted super easy, ADD, start wasting time on the social media and, um, you know, end up just watching cat videos, videos, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So for you, when you're doing all that, obviously we know social media is good for all these things, reaching out to guys. Did you have like a set schedule or are you doing it? I know you're probably doing it intentional, but what's your kind of process as you go on social media to not get like distracted and actually have intention when you're on social media? I spend so much time on my phone. It's not good. Um, (laughs) So a lot of it is I'm just scrolling and I'm just watching people's stuff, like not being intentional. And I just naturally will, I'll just naturally at the end of the video, I'll just type something on the, mainly it's stories. Yeah. Um, But no, like when I do it intentionally, it would be, I do my morning routine and then I'll, after my morning routine, I'll send, and then I'll then I'll get my phone after I've done my stuff, and mm-hmm. then I'll get my phone, open it up, then I'll send the text messages, then I'll do the hundred reaches, like reaching out, nice. um, when I'm doing it optimally, but I, I'm not as consistent as I could be. Yeah, well, yeah, tough. I'm glad you struggle with it too, <laughs> not just me. <laughs> it, it, it literally knows exactly what you want to see. Like it, I, yeah. it knows I want to watch golf videos. <laughs> Fighting videos and motocross videos yeah. and success videos. Those are like the four things. It's like all it is. I'm just like, oh, this is so entertaining. <laughs> I know. Just scroll for hours. I know. I hate it. Um, yeah, so no, I think that's key though is trying to be intentional. Obviously, easier said than done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the other thing you talked about too in your presentation is just, um, I know you had the Top Golf story recruiting guys at Top Golf the other day. Yeah. How much of what you do? Are you like constantly as you're out just doing, I don't know, bowling activities? Are you always looking for guys to recruit or do you have kind of like a um, set could, thing you try to do when you I see, could, oh, these guys could be good? Yeah, I could, I could be better at it. You know, Taylor McCarthy says, you know, you don't go anywhere to recruit. You recruit everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's more of I'm not like that's not what I'm searching out. Like, you know, people that are do MLMs. Yeah. Those. My, 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 my dad is, is, that's what he does for, he does a produce stand and he does MLMs. So I have a lot of respect yeah. for that. Yeah. But I also get the um, the NFL, the No Friends League with MLM where it's like constantly, like, hey, how you doing? Cool. Well, guess what? You can make $7 million tomorrow <laughs> yeah. if you get three friends, they get eight friends, but you have to be one of my friends yeah. that I sign up. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like you're always looking for the pitch. Yeah. Um, I just more, as I go throughout my day, if I see someone, I'll just open up the opportunity. 
hey, it seems like, you know, this is a really good line for recruiting that I learned from Taylor. Mm -hmm. um, he's, you know, hey, especially like, let's say it's a waiter. Let's say it's someone that's not really in a high-level position. Mm -hmm. Hey, you seem to be really good at your job. You know, you're like, I, I was at um, Four Seasons, and the person that was cleaning my cup, clubs, I said, hey, you seem to be really good at this. Um, is this a career for you? And obviously, no. And they're like, no, it's not. My oh, okay, because you would do really, really well at what I do. And then you kind of pause. Really, mm, what do you do? Well, I, I basically do the same thing that you do. I just serve people and I talk to people, um, but I just get paid a ton of money for it. You know, I, our company actually just got off a hiring freeze. I can't, I, you know, I Take couldn't away. promise you a job, but I could get you an interview. Uh, I could promise you an interview. If I got you an interview, would you show up? That's like a great word track that Taylor mm, taught me. Love that. That yeah. I used quite a few times. Nice. Yeah, copy and paste that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, just literally. You just use away. that yeah. word for word. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's it's a money line, and I didn't create that. I just I just I just learned from everybody and yeah. That's try to, awesome. Try to try to take what works for the people and apply it. Yeah, well, it's money line, and yeah, I don't know if we mentioned it, but you won. Um, what was the best recruiter at Door to Door Con? Yeah. Voted by the people, the people yeah, spoken. People, once so. again, you know, I don't think I'm the best recruiter. I just but, think I have influence on social media, so I got voted the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that just shows the influence you have. Like, yeah. even if you're not, people still recognize you, and you have the amount of influence that yeah, it was people cool. are seeing the results. It was cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know your stuff, and obviously you've had a ton of success. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate you all the stuff you've shared, River. Um and then last thing I wanted to ask you, just like in Texas, um, or yeah, you had the story about the guys at Top Golf that you recruited mm -hmm. the other day. How how big have you grown your? Um, um, you told a really cool kind of story about your transition from Utah to Texas, just kind of the struggles you um you went through, and I know there's a whole um, thing that changed in Utah with the met, net metering. Yeah. So for our solopreneurs, can you kind of tell that story? Just um, we like to hear about, you know, the failures, the struggles, and obviously that. Yeah. Um, sounded super tough. So the net metering changed in Utah, and long story short, we went on a blitz while we're trying to figure out a solution. We went on that blitz in Boise, came back, thought we had a solution. Last minute, we found out we didn't, and uh, there was a meeting, and you know, I basically, we basically, you know, I, I basically didn't do a good job. Um, in that meeting leading those people, which led to a few of our main leaders uh, in Utah leaving, mm -hmm. uh, which led to about 75 people leaving um, the company over the past. That was pretty much starting in December. So from December to like April, we went from like 160 reps to like 75 reps. And keep mm -hmm. in mind, we were recruiting people through that time period. So we lost them a lot of more than just the 160 to 75, it was like we, we probably lost like 80, 90 people, and then we were still recruiting people. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we just lost a ton of people, and, uh, you know, it, it it literally brought me to like a place of like, man, I I should not be, I should not be in leadership. This this sucks. That's <laughs> this crazy, is, yeah. And a lot of people that are very close to me left, and um, yeah. it was very emotional. And so the thing that I, uh, you know, I learned from that, was one to be upfront and honest when you don't have a solution because I pretend like I didn't. Mm. I like we we're fine. The second thing is is when they were, we, we pretend like we had a solution. I told everybody else to go and sell. It's going to be fine. You're going to love it. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I was I like, it was during that time I was kicking my feet up. It was during that competition. I was because I just uh, don't want to worry about it. I don't want yeah. to have to deal with the new net metering. I don't want to have to learn it. So I just like put my my feet up. So the thing I think yeah. I, the second thing I learned is I need to do if I so if I'm going to ask someone else to do something hard, I need to be right there beside them and yeah. doing it with them. Um, and there's many more lessons I've learned. But what I'm grateful for is where we're going. We want to have a thousand reps, and where we're at today. And the lessons that I've learned from that is going to help me become the leader that can lead a thousand reps that I may not have learned without that without that lesson. And so it's it's given me a, a huge gift. And it, you know, the thing that I learned, John Frampton, yeah. I listened to that talk. Yeah, it was good. He, he said, "Go look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, would you follow you?" Mm. And I did that. I went into the mirror. Is it my truck? I opened. I can almost do it in my truck. I opened up my. My, you know, my little sun visor popped it open. I looked at myself, so would I follow me? And I had a notebook. And a lot of, uh, for some people, I would. I'm like, in these situations, I would follow me. I'm doing this well. But there's a lot of situations where I was like, hell no, I wouldn't follow mm-hmm. you. And um, it, it led me to see my weaknesses. It led me to see some of my downfalls. And um, now it's time to improve, right? It's now it's time okay. for me to work on myself, to forge myself more into the leader that people need to have to be successful and so it's been a a gift but um a lot of those gifts were crying a lot of those gifts were some some dark nights were of self-doubt and insecurities and frustrations and heartache and um but going to the darks where you get to the light so i finally feel like i'm through the dark um literally was a couple weeks ago so well, I feel for you. Yeah, I was just glad when all those net metering changes happened in Utah. I'm like, dang, I'm glad I already sold my parents' solar. <laughs> Grandfather did your fine. Yeah, I'm glad I'm in San Diego and <laughs> not Utah. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel for you, man. It seemed like, you know, super tough, all that changing overnight. And, I mean, kudos to you. But, no, really respect you, dude, for being super honest, super raw with all the people that follow you because there's a lot of, like, as I'm sure you've seen, a lot of people I know that's just flash their, you know, cars, flash their money, but that's all we know about them. And right. people really respect the things you're talking about. Cool. And not just seeing Thank the you. money, the, you know, Lamborghinis and all that. So one day, one day I'll get a yeah. Lamborghini. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so River, before we wrap up here, where can do you want to tell people a little bit about your podcast, your brand, your your Valor gear, and all that, where they can find all those things. Yeah, um, so the Valor Morning Podcast, you can find it on all social media platforms or on all podcast platforms. I upload one. I try to do it you know, five, five days a week, um, but I haven't been consistent lately. But there's a over almost over 200 episodes on there. Awesome. Um, so tons of content for you to sift through and to you know, kind of hear what's going on inside of my head and my perspective. So go to the Valor Morning Podcast and listen to that. Um, River James Skinner on Facebook and then River J. Skinner on Instagram. Just shoot me a follow. And uh, DM me if you you know if you if you heard this from the solopreneur, DM me and uh, you know let's just chat and I'd love to love to connect with you and, and help and serve give in any way. Awesome, well we appreciate you coming on. So guys, go out hit River up, tell him you appreciate him for being raw for sharing his story on the podcast, and um, we'll have guys in touch with you, River, and any last uh, I don't know words of wisdom you want to share with our solopreneurs before we say goodbye here. No, just be grateful. Be grateful your situation's better than you think it is. So just be grateful. Awesome. Be great, guys. Go out and share this with someone who can value from it. And um, tell River you appreciate him again. And we'll see you guys on the next show. Thanks again, River. Thanks. 
Hey Solarpreneurs, quick question. What if you could surround yourself with the industry's top performing sales pros, marketers, and CEOs and learn from their experience and wisdom in less than 20 minutes a day? For the last three years, I've been placed in the fortunate position to interview dozens of elite solar professionals and learn exactly what they do behind closed doors to build their solar careers to an all-star level. That's why I want to make a truly special announcement about the new solar learning community exclusively for solar professionals to learn, compete, and win with the top performers in the industry, and it's called Society. This learning community was designed from the ground up to level the playing field and give solar pros access to proven mentors who want to give back to this community and help you or your team to be held accountable by the industry's brightest minds for, are you ready for it, less than $3.45 a day. Currently, Soul Society is closed to the public and membership is by invitation only, but solarpreneurs can go to soulsociety.co to learn more and have the option to join a waitlist when a membership becomes available in your area. Again, this is exclusively for solarpreneur listeners, so be sure to go to www.solciety.co to join the waitlist and learn more now. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again in the next episode.